This is Utah Jazz Playoff Basketball on the Zone Sports Network. Wednesday night, the Los Angeles Clippers stunned a Salt Lake City crowd with a 119-111 win. And the Jazz are on the verge of elimination. Can the Jazz stun an L.A. crowd just the same? We find out Friday night with an 8 o'clock tip-off right here for Game 6 on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. When the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every moment on the zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a Big Show. Is everybody ready? Thirsty, thirsty, Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Broadcasting live from... The Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. It's The Warehouse. Austin Horton producing today back at our Carrier's Zone Studios at Vivint Arena. Gordon, you look comfy, buddy. You look good. So do you. Yeah, I, I got to tell you what, I'm not going to complain. I rarely do when we come to The Warehouse because it's tough to complain when you're comfortable. And you are comfortable. I am comfortable. You've got, <laughs> you've got about two feet of cushion in every direction, and then you've got these oversized pillows that I can barely even see you. Now, now I want you to think of something for a second. I'm working right now. <laughs> Man at work, right I'm here. Currently working right now, so that's that's pretty sweet. I gotta say, you know, if someone had described this scenario to you when you were like in tenth grade. I'd say sign me up. <laughs> You're going to get paid for sitting on that couch. And we got a little. We got a little soccer going in the background. The yeah. Dutch are up one nil. I don't know who they're playing. They're who would playing, that be? A U T. Who would uh, that be? Austria. Wouldn't that be A U S? No, that'd be Australia. Oh, good point. All right. Anywho. Uh, the Euro Cup, I, I, I believe that happens in Europe, but don't yes, quote me on that. I watched France and Germany the other night. I'm sorry. <laughs> Who forced you to do that? It's a I told game. You, Come I on. told you to take the remote back from the sons-in-law. <laughs> no, I was in, uh, in a room by myself doing it of my own free will and choice. Jeez, what? Just putting you to sleep or something? You wanted to bring it no, down I a notch? No, what, I, what? I, 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 <laughs> I wanted to get a flavor for it. I'm kidding. Yeah. You know, soccer fan doesn't seem to have the edge they once did when you made soccer jokes. Maybe it's because it, it is being more mainstream. I don't know. But so you remember how angry soccer fan used to be? Anytime you said anything that would disparage in their minds the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd it, get pretty edgy. They'd yeah. Get, yeah, right. It feels like it's not that way as much. Have you ever been to a, 
a soccer game, uh, I mean, like in Europe? <laughs> well, I've never been to Europe, so I'm going with no there. I went to a Bundesliga game in Germany Honk. once, and it was uh, – it was it was really fun. It, my I took my whole family, and they all really enjoyed it. Had a good time. It's a fond memory. I can't help but think you wouldn't take advantage of most of the stuff that makes those games fun, <laughs> like drinking beer <laughs> and getting rowdy. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, I'm didn't. taking my family, and we're gonna we're gonna sip on our uh, our uh, sparkling water and enjoy the <laughs> soccer match. No, we walked around. It had a nice park there by the by the uh, stadium, and uh, we 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 sort of just lounged around and had fun. Yeah, it was it was. Is it, was it the type of uh, soccer match where they they launch fireworks at people? Because I always wondered about those. <laughs> like, see, is that like a norm? <laughs> didn't see any of that. The only time I've seen fireworks, uh, not necessarily aimed at at people, but one time I was. Uh, down at uh, Qualcomm, and they were letting off fireworks, and some of them landed in the stands. People were jumping every which direction to get out of the way. So anyway, yeah. well, you just see those those uh, you know videos of them. I guess it's more flares than fireworks, but it's like how can you get away from just or with just launching flares <laughs> at a sporting event? You know, thousands of people around and. You know, I kick myself to this day for not going to the World Cup in Germany when it was there. Why? Because I wanted to go. There's I all sorts of. I should have gone and seen that. There's all sorts of great reasons to go uh, to Germany. Uh, do you really need soccer as an excuse? Cause World Cup, though, You man. could probably drum up something uh, better than that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, there's lots to see over there on the continent. But uh, anyway, uh uh, we digress. I, I would have thought that Rio would have been your desired uh, no, destination, just no. because the the Chester factor. No, I'm, I'm see, I'm familiar with Germany, and so it, it's. Uh, it but feels... the but the Chester factor. No, no. I mean, Chester no, takes over and drives the ship once in a while. First of all, what you have to understand is that Chester never really takes over. Never. Uh huh. Never. Okay. That has been the way it's been since. Uh, well, since that one time, since but, that that time, <laughs> that, that no, it's uh, Chester is in a cage. It stays there. <laughs> <laughs> the cage. All right, hey, we have some really uh, we have some big NBA news, and then we'll jump into the split story. Uh, BYU Media Day is still going on, and so we could have some uh, BYU interviews throughout the show. Of course, we'll talk a lot of jazz basketball. Sam Amick is going to be on with us uh, today at the top of the four o'clock hour. Uh, the perfect day to have Sam on, actually related to the news we're just about to get to. Tim Lacombe at 5, uh, So, and we'll get to what's going on in there somewhere. Probably check in with Joe Ingles if Sounds I had to guess. Uh, okay, here's the uh, breaking NBA news. Uh, this coming, here is a message that was sent by Rick Carlisle to uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, because okay. Woj posted this. Mm-hmm. After a number of in-person conversations with Mark Cuban over the last week, today I informed him that I will not be returning as head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. This was solely my decision. My family and I have had an amazing 13-year experience working with great people in a great city. It has been an honor to work alongside. Yeah, 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 gotcha. Thanks. (laughs) Goodbye, Rick Carl. Blah, 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 blah. He does say, though, he says, but I'm excited about the next chapter of my coaching career, so this is not a retirement. No, this is obviously he's got something. 
Well, if if this is why it's a great day to have Sam on. If you hearken back to earlier this mm-hmm. week, they had the reporting about how there's a uh, – uh, oh, why am I going blank now? Who was uh, – Rasputin. Oh. There's a Rasputin in the in the Mavericks organization. How do you say that guy's name? Uh, well, I don't have it in front of oh, me, so okay. I'm not even going uh, to attempt to butcher it. But, the guy, yeah. the guy that everybody hates. <laughs> if we revisit the story, I'll be prepared with uh, his name to mispronounce uh, in front of my face. But uh, anyway, Rasputin in the Mavericks organization <laughs> okay. that has Mark Cuban's ear, and now Donnie Nelson. Bam! Gone. Uh, after he uh, spilled the beans. Rick Carlisle. <laughs> bam! Gone. <laughs> yeah. So it, uh, it there's a lot going on in Mavericks world. Well, Rick Carlisle is really respected as a head coach, man. He, Heck he, of a coach. He's, if, yeah. I, if I, I've got an open slot, I'm calling him. Yeah. Like and, yesterday. And there are open slots around, so I don't know. I, I'm, I have a suspicion something is going to come quickly to him. I don't know that, but uh, he's a heck of a coach. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll talk with Sam about everything that went on there in Dallas, but uh, that seems like that's really been a mess. Well, apparently Rasputin and Doncic don't <laughs> get along so well, which yeah. is an interesting thing because then Cuban is siding with Rasputin over his own best interest, which is weird. <laughs> Rasputin. Uh, do we do we know what does he have pictures? What uh, what's going on there? I don't know his background. It's a really interesting Isn't story. His background in gambling or something. His background is in basketball gambling, mm-hmm. uh, but he's kind of become entrenched in the basketball world. Uh, there isn't a total a lot we know about him, but he's you know worked his way into the inner circle. Man, that's what Rasputins do. They get the ear of the boss, and uh, then uh, everyone's got to pay attention to them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for you Lord of the Rings nerds out there, Grima Wormtongue. Who? Grima Wormtongue. Okay. Because he got into the King of Rohan's ear, and then... And was he You're not familiar, guy, not familiar I, with I the saw, work? I does saw, it, look, does I, a guy named Wormtongue sound like a good guy uh, to you? <laughs> 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 All right, should <laughs> that's that's a nickname that I uh, would only save for those I cherish, <laughs> my nearest and dearest friends. <laughs> All right, should we dive into the jazz game? Do you want to? Should we talk about this? Should we bring down this this good mood of ours and talk about the basketball game last night? I well, suppose. Well, I suppose we need to. I, I guess we have to. And uh, listen, maybe uh, some jazz fans out there want to sort of sort their way through it. All right, it's time for the split story of the day. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Jazz have a slight break here. Donovan directs traffic. Chest to Boyan. Quick release three. Good. Boyan's on fire. Back Donovan's is four for four from three. The Jazz are seven of ten. They lead it 26-23. Bogdanovich fires. Oh, Bogey, don't do me like that. Wow, 66 from three and thrown it out of Hulu. Paul George drives to the rack, sees Gobert, lays it up and in. Paul George is gaining confidence as the night goes on and has 26 points. Clippers in control right now, leading by two, but have the momentum on an 11-4 run. This doesn't look like the Jazz at all. Paul George has 30 points on the night. Reggie Jackson, left corner, fires a three, hits it. 
Jazz margin of error is not great. George passes to Mann, drives the shot, dunks on Gobert! Terrence Mann just dunked on Rudy Gobert! Donovan steps back for a three and misses. Singles left corner three, no good. O'Neal, right corner three, missed another. The Jazz still do not have a second half three-point shot. They are 0 for 12. We got to understand that we got to be able to close out to these guys and make it tougher on them as a whole. All these shots, we got to make it tougher. And if we don't, we're going to be home. And we have no choice at this point. And I think we will pick it up and we will be better in game six because we have no choice. I got to find a way, otherwise I'm going to be home. I said it last year and I said during the year, we didn't do us lose in the second round. So got to figure it out. Otherwise, that's it. Well, Gordon, Game 5 did not go as a lot of Jazz fans hoped. 119-111 was uh, the final. The Clippers now lead uh, three games to two and have an opportunity to close it out tomorrow night in L.A. Uh, Tip-off will be at 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage will begin at 7. Um, Gordon, there's there's a lot of stuff to hit on with this game. Um, I, I'm going to give you the – where do you want – where would you like to start? Well, <laughs> let's okay. let you bring the bad news. Well, You're good at that. <laughs> Let's go. I wrote a fairly critical column uh, that's posted at SLTrib.com. I haven't done a lot of that with the Jazz in recent years because they they haven't really deserved it. I've seen mostly positive things. But what I saw last night was not positive. And uh, when, when, when you get into a game and you start shooting lights out, and when the Jazz usually do that, man, they catch fire and the whole thing goes really well from that point. Well, they, they caught fire. They were making their shots. Bogdanovich was out of his mind. We all saw it. And uh, but, but the Jazz are hitting all those threes. What they have in the first half? 17? Correct. And, and they're, they're up by five? They should have been up by four times that much. And where was the problem? Defensive intensity, right? Sure was. And that's what Rudy was talking about there. It really bothered him, and it should have. Uh, the Clippers were just having their way, and they were very consistent. They had the 60 points in the first half and 59 in the second. And the Jazz scoring, meanwhile, in that second half, tailed off, and they couldn't stay. They couldn't stop with them. That's what Quinn said. Couldn't get enough stops, and they just powered through to the end. And the Jazz, they were flinging shots up and missing shots and losing uh, losing their playoff attitude that you have to have to win a game like that. And I'll be daggone, and Rudy brought this up, I think the fact that Kawhi Leonard was not in that game, somehow in the Jazz's minds, they switched off a little bit. And, and Mike Conley said that he was afraid something like that might happen. And Rudy said afterward that something like that did happen. And there's just no – Well, he speculated, to be fair. Well, I mean, they they would know. But they? he listed that amongst a couple of other things. He and did. he said it could have been. So okay. I'm just saying he didn't, right. he didn't come well, out and say – Well, he did say that there was a lack of urgency. All right. I'm just trying to be fair. Here, yeah, I know. But you I'm get my trying point. To accurately represent what Rudy said. Well, that's what's what he said, and uh, I, I just don't. I, I can't find an excuse for that. Not in a game five, when you got a situation where you're on your home floor, you have all those fans screaming for you. You have <laughs> the best player normally on the court is not on the court because he's gone now to a knee injury. 
and you can't shut the door on that? I mean, that Paul George had his way with the Jazz, and then he inspired other guys to do likewise. And everybody who had a part to play played that part, and the, and the Jazz couldn't stop it. So I, I, I certainly don't disagree with any of that. I, I will add this because, I, I mean, I, I think what you're talking about is true. But uh, what's, what has disappointed me, Gordon, and, and not to circle around to this every single show, but it's still very relevant, where, where is the adjustment? I mean, the Clippers have played the same way for the last three games, mm-hmm. and the Jazz have not really done anything differently. And, you know, they hit 17. Coach Lacombe was talking about this last night, and I think he's right on. They hit 17 threes in the first mm-hmm. half. Most of them weren't terrific shots. Most of them weren't benefiting from the offense. Like those, those shots Bogdanovich hit, he was just jab-stepping and shooting in the guy's face. That's not the offense working. That's bogey nailing a contested well, the ball, shot. Well, the, the ball it, was moving. Oh, I, I don't know if I would agree with that well, take. Well, I, I mean, my I, point I really that don't. is that Donovan wasn't taking over the game. He was, uh, he was being... Uh, he only took five shots in the first half. Right. I hear you. But it, there was a lot of no pass, one pass mm-hmm. possessions. They didn't, they didn't really. Donovan was backing out and reading the double team, but then it wasn't going anywhere. And it, it wasn't the offense that we're used to seeing. And then they get the same bad shots in the second half and we're surprised they only made three, I believe, three threes in the second half. Yeah, they finished with 20. And only uh, uh, zero in the third quarter, none, not one. And that so third quarter was a mess. I, I just, I want to know. I, I'm surprised that there hasn't been an adjustment. There hasn't been. Well, the Clippers are going to do this because it works, and they're not going to stop doing this until we figure out how to make it not work. Okay. And they haven't done that for three games. So let me give you my thought on that. I think that there's a realization here. And it's something that you and I have talked about a lot, but it has been underscored, circled, and marked during this series, and that is the Jazz's problems defending around the perimeter. Rudy Gobert is a great defender, and that's why the Jazz were like the fourth-rated defense in the league. But their perimeter uh, resistance is not particularly good, and what the Clippers have done it, with their length, and this happened at both ends of the floor, with their length and athleticism, they have taken it to the Jazz. And the Jazz are not as athletic as they are. They are not as long as they are, with the exception of Rudy. But the other guys, Rudy can't guard everybody. And there was nobody on the Jazz's defensive end who could slow down Paul George. No one. Royce O'Neal gets a lot of credit for being a gutty defender and whatnot. He's just not good enough to guard Paul George when he had it going on like that. And so they're taking advantage of that. The Clippers are at both ends of the floor. And so what does is, what is Quinn Snyder do about that? I'm, I'm not sure. Right. I don't know either, but uh, I'm surprised there hasn't been a more effective reaction in three games. Yeah. All right. We're live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West here in uh, in Salt Lake, of course, our home away from home. Uh, Gordon and I are both very comfortable at the moment. And our friend Clayton uh, joining us now. Uh, Clayton, how are you? Good to hear your voice. How are you guys doing? 
Well, I'm uh, I'm doing great. I got to admit, I'm sitting on a beautiful sectional. I'm uh, I'm relaxing a little bit, and uh, I'm looking at Gordon. He's he's ooh, how's that leather over there, Gordon? It's very comfortable. Yeah. And, and Clayton, I'm surprised that Jake is, <clears throat> excuse me, wearing like a a cardigan, a smoking jacket, maybe, right. and maybe with some slippers on. I'm feeling very luxurious. <laughs> yeah. Not a pretty picture. Hey, well, I hope you guys are enjoying enjoying the store, enjoying that sectional, and and listen. Today's a great day to sell some furniture, and I have some really good news. It's been impossible. Um, I know probably everyone's just as sick of it as I am, um, but we know that in the world we live in today, it's been almost impossible to get inventory in whatever industry, whether it's wood. Whether it's, whether it's, you know, anything on the, the stores that sell on 300 West. And I'm really excited because we have got a complete bedroom set. That means we have the bed, the dresser, the mirror, and the chest. And I'm talking about a queen cherry lay bed. Now, we haven't been able to get in a complete be- uh, bedroom set for nine months. And we finally got a complete bedroom set in. So we're going to do an incredible deal. Through Monday, regularly fifteen ninety nine. I'm going twelve ninety nine on the Queen Cherry Playbed dresser, mirror, and a chest. Again, that's the entire bedroom set, queen size, cherry playbed dresser, mirror, and chest. Come in twelve ninety nine instead of instead of the nineteen ninety nine. And listen. And instead of a box spring and a mattress on the, you know, a classic bed, why not come in and take advantage of an adjustable base? We have a queen head-up only that we're doing regularly, $15.99. We're going to do it $8.99. If you come in and buy that head-up only base, I'm going to throw in a free 10-inch gel-infused memory foam mattress for free. That's the clean, adjustable, head-up-only base with a 10-inch gel-infused memory foam mattress for $8.99. Boom. Come and see us, guys. We're going to have these deals until Monday. I'm really excited. I'm happy to have Jake and Gordon in, in, in-house with us today. Um, come down to the warehouse and check us out. All right. Thank you, Clayton. You're the best. You heard him, 1825 South, 300 West. And, yes, they do have inventory. You know how we know? We're sitting in it. <laughs> We're here. It's here, I assure you. We have jazz gear. You can come down and grab that as well. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update. Ring the 30-point bell. The Utah Jazz lost Game 5 last night to the Los Angeles Clippers here in Salt Lake City. The series now goes back to Los Angeles for a Game 6 win-or-you're-out situation for the Jazz tomorrow night, 8 o'clock tip-off, 7 o'clock pregame. Rudy Gobert last night uh, thinks he knows what the problem was with the Utah Jazz uh, play. I didn't feel like we were playing with a sense of urgency. 
at the beginning of the game. Obviously, we were, we were, we were doing a great job making shots and, and scoring. And I wish we would have missed shots. So maybe we would have thought that we need to play some defense to, to, to win this game. You know, we just didn't. We turned it up defensively throughout the course of the game. But uh, when a team like this gets comfortable, put yourself in a position when you can you can go either way. You know, it went their way tonight. Well, there's no urgency at the beginning of the, of the game defensively. You know, the communication, you know, in transition wasn't there. And every single one of their players is going at us. You know, on the other side, it's a different story. I feel like they just play more physical than we do. This Jazz Update brought to you by Syringa. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce, get a powerful IT partner. Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. The Big Show live at the warehouse. More next. You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O' Tires. Just doing it big, you know. Stop by your locally owned Big O' Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's the Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Band of the Day today, Coheed and Cambria, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Coheed, uh, Coheed and Cambria return to Salt Lake on August 30th at the Complex. Tickets go on sale tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. at LiveNation.com. So, Jake, uh, are you suggesting that I should go back and watch Lord of the Rings all, all three segments. Have you have you seen them? I've seen parts of them, but I've never really sat down to watch the movies. I read the books when I was in like ninth grade, but uh, have not seen the movies. Uh, you know, sat down and watched them. So maybe I need to do it. Uh, the movies were were wonderful. The books are better, uh, as you've uh, you you know. Mm-hmm. You don't remember. You read the books and don't remember Green Book, Worm Tongue. Look. I was it was in ninth grade. I, I don't. I read all of them. I read The Hobbit, and then I read The Lord. The of movies Rain. are really well done. Uh, I I thought the second movie was the best. Was Maybe it? people think that's somewhat controversial, but okay. uh, uh, anyway, yeah, worth a rewatch. Uh, sure. All right, Gordon, we are live from the warehouse, eighteen twenty-five South, three hundred West. We'll get back to the jazz here in a moment. We did get a tweet uh, from our friend Unky Ben. Uh, asking if we can get an update on Tom. Uh, we talked to uh, Uncle Clayton here, Tom's brother, today, and uh, it, it, things are – he was very encouraged. Yes. Can I say that? And uh, we, we're happy to give an update, and sometimes the news has, has not been great, and Tom is uh, – the impression I got, you know, still he's got a long road back, but uh, Uncle Clayton was encouraged today, so yeah, that's good news. Yeah, I was very happy to hear what Clayton had to say. All right, so uh, 1825 South, 300 West. We do have jazz gear to give away. Gordon, I'm looking at a jersey. Yes, a jersey. I mean, we have lots of T-shirts and we've got hats and stuff, but it's a a jersey. Is it a new jersey? I don't know. It doesn't have a number on the front, so I think it might be just a jazz jersey. New new jersey. I got it. I got it. Well, what? Do I have to acknowledge every... uh, Ridiculously bad joke? You would have ridiculed me if you had actually heard what I said. You know that? Remember that song? You say, uh, "What did? Uh, who did Idaho? What did Idaho? <laughs> what, did, what did somebody? 
<laughs> I gotta check out the song. But there's a whole song. Should, did, uh, should Austin be by the dump button? Did Tennessee, <laughs> did Tennessee win Arkansas? You know, it just goes on mm. and on. Uh, something like you don't uh, need to then remember a, it. What did, the what, did, what did Tennessee, Idaho, Alaska? <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> Look, it's either that or talk about how the Jazz sucked last night, right? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, the Jazz did. I, I think. What did Delaware? She wore a New Jersey. For whatever you know, the reason, and we'll get into more of it as we go along. I do agree with that. I do agree that the Jazz dropped the ball last night. There was there was an opportunity, and uh, they did not seize it. And the Clippers um, certainly did. They came out, you know, focused and ready to go. But how do you do that? How do you do that in a game like that? The, the, the Jazz have all the advantages, right? I understand that Donovan Mitchell is is banged up, but at least he can play. Uh, you got the home crowd there. You got a building where you lost five games all season long, and and um, it's the it's the Clippers that should have had to scramble, not the Jazz. And they go out there, and then Rudy says, "Not enough urgency. The mindset wasn't right." And and I was just shocked by that, shocked by it. And in the first half. As you said, maybe uh, from a schematic standpoint, things weren't going all that smooth, but the basket, the ball was going through the net. And at the other end, at the defensive end, uh, it's not happening. And uh, they're not getting stops. And it was just, I, I don't know. I just watched that game and I'm going, what do I, what's happening here? It, you would have thought they were playing that game at Staples Center. The Jazz um, are still predicated on defense. The offense got a lot better when they made some moves a couple years ago, but defense is still where their bread is buttered. And that's why I believe that's why we hear Coach Snyder talk about it repeatedly in a, you know, every post game. I don't think that's just messaging. I think he means it, yeah. that they need to get stops and need to play defense in order to be successful. And that brings us to you know transition offense, which is their best offense and they've hardly got into transition at all yeah. against the Clippers in yeah. this series. Even even when they got rebounds, they they didn't push that transition uh, as much as they did in the regular season. I I honestly don't know the reason other than that's something that Mike Conley is really really good at. That's that's what he looked to do. So I I think that that's there. I suppose, but I just the Jazz. We talked about it before the series began, Gordon. The Jazz needed to make the Clippers adjust to them. Make the Clippers have to figure out what the Jazz are doing because, you know, it's working. Well, the the Clippers have long defenders who are athletic, and the Jazz struggle against that. It's a difficult thing for them. But the Jazz at the defensive end, Jake, and you know this already, but let me go through this. Nick Batum shoots 50%. Marcus Morris makes 10 of 16 Reggie Jackson hits 8 of 15. Paul George hits 12 of 22. And uh, Terrence Mann hits 50%, 4 of 8. That is, and the, and the Clippers as a whole shoot 51%, 40% from 3. That's too good. That's too good. You're not going to win games when those numbers are what they were. Yeah, they need stops. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't know how they're going to get them. I'm surprised that they haven't figured out 
uh, at least a way to slow him down. Because they didn't do anything differently with Kawhi Leonard out of the lineup. They played the same way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and it was still effective. How yeah. is it still effective three games in? I, I don't know. And, and it maybe brings back to your point that the Jazz simply do not have the personnel. Well, how, how does but it But they do... haven't really done anything all that differently either. Okay. But how do, how do the Clippers – sorry, my head set's going in and out. How, how do the Clippers do what exactly what you just said? How does – I couldn't even – if it weren't that I recognized Kawhi Leonard, I wouldn't even know when he wasn't in the game. Yeah. No, because Paul George uh, went supernova. I mean, he had he had arguably the best game of his career last night. Was, but look at the amazing. other guys. Marcus Morris, Reggie Jackson. Yeah, because they're getting open shots because Kawhi is pulling the strings because nobody can guard him. It was the same thing as Kawhi. It was Kawhi and Paul both doing that in games, uh, what would have been three and four. Yeah. And last night it was just Paul. And it. It's working extraordinarily well, and it's getting guys open shots. Listen, these guys are NBA players. You give those players you just mentioned, you know, you just rattled off shooting percentage. You give them open shots with nobody in the neighborhood, and they're going to make them. But there were there were a lot of occasions where these guys were creating. Paul George was he was setting up his teammates, but he was go, he was he was going ISO, and he was beating whoever tried to cover him. He was just beating them. And leaving him in the dust. See, this and, is- and, and and I mean Reggie Jackson hit that one three from about twenty seven feet out, straight out from the basket. And who was that who was covering him? Because they did a nice job. It was all over him, and it was nothing but a, a dusted net. I mean, I was sitting there going, "What is going on here?" I think you don't usually see that at, at uh, Vivian Arena. The problem I think the Jazz have to solve, and this is just opinion here. There's probably some coach who says I'm full of it. But the Clippers seemingly have game plan on both sides of the ball to limit Rudy's game I- impact on the game, if not use his game against the Jazz. Because when Rudy helps when Paul George beats his man, Rudy is leaving a guy open. Right. And that is going to generate an open shot, whether it's on the kick or whether it's on the second pass or whether it's on the extra pass. It's uh-huh. going to generate an open shot because you can't r- recover 100%. It's only a matter of time. And, the you know, of course, philosophy is if you have all the shooters on the floor, whoever has that open shot pulls the trigger. Right. We saw it over and over again, right? I mean, and it's in a weird way using Rudy against the Jazz, except for Rudy has to prevent the dunk. <laughs> because it's going to be a dunk if Rudy doesn't do anything. Uh, so how do you make Rudy more impactful? How do you bring him to the play? And then offensively speaking, they're making the entry pass so difficult that Rudy can't get the ball. Yeah. So how do you get Rudy involved in the offense, and how do you get Rudy involved in the defense? Maybe it's a zone. I don't hate the idea of covering Paul George with Rudy. I really don't. Well, that happened a couple times. It did. Rudy is underrated defending the ball. Everybody thinks like, oh, he's this gangly guy who can't defend more athletic players, but he's pretty good at it. I I don't hate the idea of that at all. And at very least, if Rudy gets beat, he's going to catch up at the rim and challenge the shot. Over the last two preseasons, Jake, what have we said is the Jazz's number one need? Uh... A good columnist to cover the team. That would help. That would help. <laughs> but it's perimeter defense. Yeah, we've talked. We've about said it, for it a, a thousand time. times. Yeah. Yep. And and Rudy can't cover everybody. And so when I see what happened last night, I was going, "Who can stop somebody? Who? 
That's what they needed. Yep. Uh, I want to remind you about our friends at Christian Roberts Mortgage. If you're going to work with an expert for your next home loan, you need to connect with the most referred lender in Utah. Christian Roberts Mortgage, specializing in jumbo loans. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280. This is Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about our friends at Sound Sleep Medical. Do you snore at night or are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit soundsleepmedical.com. A tweet coming in from our friend Ben uh, weighing in on our jazz conversation, Gordon. Uh, Ben says, if I may offer an alternative to the why we lost so badly discussion, Donovan clearly is hurt, and I'm not sure he would allow anyone to take him off the floor. This made things essentially four on five on both sides of the floor. It's harder to win that way. I I don't think that's totally true because Donovan, even though he wasn't efficient, he was still productive. He still scored 21 points. Yeah, I, you know. It wasn't it wasn't I, the Donovan that we've come to expect. He talked about what you talked about yesterday. He said he's playing playing on the floor more. He's, he's having the floor game where he's been mm-hmm. used to being more athletic. And, I, you know, you can kind of see that in the way they played. I think the way the Clippers are playing against him is a huge factor. I wonder if they, if he had his normal explosiveness, would they be able to do what he's doing, what they're doing to him? Yes, I think so. I think he'd probably still be able to rise up on him. Well, he has at times in the series. I mean, he scored but, 30 points in right. every game until last but he night. But he hasn't been taking it to the uh, – when was the last time you saw Donovan flush a, a, flush a dunk? Right. I, no, I can't I, even I, remember. Yeah, I hear you. But he still was plenty potent. Right. I mean, you can't com- really complain that much about 37 points. But I, I understand what he's saying, that uh, it was gumming things up a little bit, but uh, but uh, they still had him on the floor. I mean, as opposed to the Clippers. Well, it looks like we may have lost uh, Jake and Gordon there uh, at the warehouse. But that brings us to the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake. Everybody here at The Zone shops at the warehouse. I have several things in my home from the warehouse, and I can still afford my mortgage, which is not always the case in furniture. And Clayton now from the warehouse joins us live on The Zone phone. Clayton, how are you, buddy? And uh, what's going on at the warehouse these days? What's going on, Austin? I appreciate you. And, you know, just like you said, we're here to save people money. We're here to get you some furniture, get you what you need. And in these times during Corona, it's been so hard, you know, to have inventory. And guess what? We have inventory. You can come in, look at it, buy it, and take it today. Look, last night, and I know the Jazz game sucked. I was watching it. But let's not lose sleep over it. Let's get back try to win, you know, the next game. And speaking of losing sleep, come in and check out our adjustable 
beds. We are Utah's, no doubt, we are Utah's best shop, one-stop shop to get an adjustable bed. And I'm talking about head up, foot up. I have all the bells and whistles. Let's talk about a split king, 15-inch gel-infused memory foam mattress with all the bells and whistles. That's the deluxe head up, foot up, massage, massage on the head, massage on the foot. Two massaging zones with USB chargers and the uh, LED lights beneath. Normally, at any of my competitors, any of the stores right down the street from me, you can find this exact adjustable bed for forty-one ninety-nine. Maybe on sale for thirty-eight ninety-nine. If you come in today through Monday, I'm going to sell you that adjustable base with all the bells and whistles. The his and the hers, the twin, the split, twin extra long that fits inside your king bed for only thirty two ninety nine. You come in and buy that thirty two ninety nine bases, I give you for free the fifteen inch gel infused memory foam mattress. Come in, mention that you heard me Clayton on the radio, go in and ask for Mike Matt or Uncle Clayton and they'll get you that deal. Boom. Unbelievable! All that for just how, what was the price? Thirty two. Thirty two ninety nine. The adjustable bases, two of them, and two free mattresses. The, and the, it's the fifteen inch gel infused. That's that is the Taj Mahal, the queens, the kings, the knees of all adjustable beds. That's amazing, Clayton. Thank it you is. so much for doing that for our listeners. Thank you guys, and we appreciate you. We're here at the warehouse. 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. It is the warehouse. Head coach of BYU football, Kalani Sitake, is next here on The Big Show.